So you have to realize that life is all about sales. Woo! That's a cuss word. <laughs> Welcome to the MIB Podcast, where we help you chase your dreams side by side. And now, your hosts, Mike and Talia Osborne. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, everybody. Mike and Talia. You're listening to the MIB Podcast. Married and in business. Too many businesses. Whole bunch of businesses. <laughs> Making money here and there and everywhere, right? Yep. It's all about the business, the business. I was going for all about the Benjamins, baby. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Um, this is episode 49. Wow. Yeah. Not including all the reseller episodes and the bonus episodes and the fourth quarter, blah, blah, blahs. Yep. Pretty good. That's yeah. a lot. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. So we just got back from, well, moving into our new home and kind of, I don't know. Can you call it moved in when we're surrounded by a few, well, not surrounded by, but yeah, a lot of boxes. Well, <laughs> Still, we're in the home. Moved in. I don't know. We're in the home. We're in the home. We're pretty much, we'll almost unpack all the way. Yeah. But we're enough to where we can live daily life and not be going crazy. I mean, to give you an idea, it's been, what, almost, we've been here for over three weeks. Yep. Well, technically, we were in Kentucky for a while. And we just got our room settled in yesterday. Yeah. Like, literally got everything off the floor and good to go. Yep. And we still haven't got a king bedroom set yet, or bedroom set. No, we don't. We're sleeping on a mattress on the floor because we cannot find a king uh, furniture set to save our life. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. Outside of the one with the cockroaches. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we went to the store and there's this huge cockroach and they're trying to sell us a bed. We're like, there's a cockroach on your floor. Yeah. So this is like not good sales. You find it one that you want to. You... Walk past the cockroach again. Head move. This cockroach, cockroach was there for twenty minutes. He right? wasn't scared of anything. Yeah, he, he didn't huge. care. I literally kicked him, and he's alive. Yeah. And literally, yeah. We said we want to buy this one. The lady, the great salesmanship. She says, "Oh, you can't buy that until after Labor Day." What? Yeah. So we're like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> you got a cockroach on the floor. You don't want to make any deals. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Oh yeah. And our, our daughter broke, uh, cut her foot on the front door. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is an all-out bad experience. Yeah, not good. The dump. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you have the dump around where you guys live, but yeah. Name says it all. Yeah, and they lie. Their prices are lies, straight-out lies. <laughs> 75 off, 8,000% markup. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, moving on, moving on. Do a little bit of cleanup. Let's yes, guys, so check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. And I promise we'll get caught up on the website. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, guys. But as long as you're listening here, you're good to go. Because we give you all the information that you would be finding on the website had it been updated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgive me. And we're going on vacation in a couple days, so uh, it's not going to get updated. Maybe I'll do some, no, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, not a uh, web guy, but uh, I do the best I can. I love you. Yes. So we hope that you did not miss the last episode, which was our reseller bonus episode number 13. And that basically gave you a little bit more insight to what we have been selling on eBay, Amazon, mostly Amazon um, for the fourth quarter, because the fourth quarter is upon us. Yep. 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 It is. And I'm ready. I want to make <laughs> money. This is where literally they call it Black Friday. 
because not because of the black eyes and all that stuff, right? From people getting fights or getting, you know, $15 TVs they don't need. Um, it's literally about people going in the black. The companies finally go in the black that day. They're in the red all year. They finally start making money for the company that day. So we're talking about a big, big, big deal. Cause I mean, everybody just saw prime day. Yeah. I don't know if that broke any records. I didn't really pay attention to it. We had a good boost from it, even though we didn't have any fancy products that were lightning deals or anything. We still did pretty well and I was happy about it. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a uh, fourth quarter is great. Uh, episode 49. What is the title of today's episode? Well, so you know that life is all about sales. Girl, girl you cussing. <laughs> No, life is all about sales. You sell yourself, you sell products, you sell your kids on different ideas. No, no, no. I don't sell. Uncle Leroy sells cars and their lemons. <laughs> oh, he, my Uncle George sells life insurance and all. Oh, he's a I can't get away from him. The other guy sells Amway. I don't like him either. <laughs> uh, no, episode 49 is... Life is all about sales. Whether you like it or not, it's the truth, right? It really is. I mean, we can cover, we're going to cover a whole bunch of different scenarios that you wouldn't necessarily connect to sales, but we want you to realize that you have to be good at sales in some aspect of your life or you're kind of a big loser. Big loser. Can I say that? Oh, no. Oh. I can't say that. Okay, sorry. Hurt people's feelings. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, start up. I told this one to tell you a couple minutes ago while we were rehearsing. And uh, a kid, right? Yeah. We have four of those. Yeah. Four of those things. Yeah. Four daughters. And you know what they found out? If they ask dad enough times <laughs> for the same thing, eventually I'll say, fine, just eat the donut. I don't care. Right? Yeah. So it's usually mum, mum. I go family. Mum, 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 mum. <laughs> And eventually you say, what? Can I have a donut? No. Can I have a donut? I'm so starving. I need a donut. I can't. Look at my ribs. That's what our kids do, right? Like yeah. I'm starving, like laying at a table. And eventually you say, just go. Fine. We'll go to Taco Bell, whatever. No big deal. This is all about sales. There's, that's the maximum amount of salesmanship. Yeah. If you want to learn to be a good salesman, watch a five-year-old in action, in their element of something they want. Persistence. Right? Yeah. Eventually, like I said, they... Like our kids today, they bother me so much. They literally sing this Taco Bell song. <laughs> they keep saying Taco, Taco Bell. Taco. Eventually, like, fine, I'll have the thing Taco Bell. They did that crap to me today, didn't they? Yes. And that was sales. Our kids are great at sales. They don't even know it. So that's an example. Persistence. That is one of the key factors of being a good salesperson. So, you know, another one is dating. So, oh, yeah. So some people would say there's no sales and dating. Oh, but there is. There's false advertising. <laughs> catfishing. Uh, catfishing. Um, but you know, if, okay, so I just explained this to Mike. He said, how does dating, like, how is that sales? And I said, well, here's an example. Say you have a profile online and you're trying to date someone and you happen to get a date with the person and you read their profile and it says that they are interested in a sensitive guy, right? You can't just go up to the girl and say, Hey, I just want you to know that I'm a sensitive guy. She's just going to be like, what? You want to tell her a story of something that's real in your life that 
proves to her that you are a sensitive guy. Make sure that it comes up in conversation. Don't just bring it up out of the blue because that's weird, but you want to ease your way into a conversation that lets her know that you are a sensitive guy so that she can connect better with you. And so telling a story is a really great way to sell something or yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good way to do that. Yeah, you, you know, and, and being honest. Yeah. No, not in, not telling like no embellishments. Yeah, no crazy <laughs> story about you know how you you know ride the soup kitchen fifteen times a week and and you whatever. save the whales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you haven't never saved the whale, if you haven't pulled the golf ball out of the spout of the whale, you don't tell that story, right? Right. Leave it to George Costanza. But literally, that is how it is, right? I mean, when you're when you're <laughs> I always say courting now. I heard that on <laughs> True Blood, and I always say courting somebody. Yeah. But when you're trying to get a girl or trying to look good or sell yourself, that's why you do your hair so fancy, or maybe with the red highlights, you're trying to get yourself to stand out, right? Mm -hmm. Like people know. That's why people are so into their image, where they have to have these fancy Jordans, or their shirts have to be pressed, and they have to you know, walk with a certain swagger, a certain way, hang out with certain people. You're trying to sell yourself as the popular guy, the jock, the whatever, the drama guy. Either way you're doing it, you're making people making it known of what you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. You want people to say, hey, here I am, you know, if you want me, I'm this good. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully come through that, you know. It's, I guess, dating is like an interview process. I haven't done it in a long time, but <laughs> I've been married for a long time. But, I mean, I guess that would be the best way to get a girl now, right? I mean, literally walk with, a, uh, with confidence, with a swagger, keep your head up, look straight on, be honest. Uh, what do you think? Can I get yeah. you? Oh, you get me. Baby. <laughs> what did I do to get you? I don't even remember. Didn't do anything. That's another episode, babe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another scenario in which there are sales. And don't get mad at me, but church. Now, Mike and I are in the process right now of looking for new churches. Sure. and Or looking for a new church because we've recently moved. And so... This process can be tedious. It can be trying uh, because you have to go through a lot of different personalities, different church styles, different whatever. Um, and so one of the great things that some churches are really good at and others are not is the big F word. No. Follow up. <laughs> the big F you. Big F you. Follow up. Follow up. Now, we recently went to a church and they called us. They emailed us. Not, not only. We walked in. I mean, we, we literally parked in a first-time parking spot, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Check mark. Yep. We, as soon as we got out of our car, someone met us and said, hey, first time here. Let me show you to wherever you need to go. You got four kids. I see that, blah, blah, blah. They handed us off somebody. Another guy shakes my hand, introduces himself, walks us inside the building somewhere else. Yep. Right? And he says, hey, actually, this church is so, like, ridiculous. It's like, hey, well, you like free t-shirts and coffee mugs, right? Yeah. It's all marketing products to them. And we got them later. We literally got a free t-shirt, coffee mugs, crazy, right? The other guy walks us all the way to the kids' place. We set up the kid, uh, get the kids. They walk us to the different uh, classrooms. Uh, then we literally, finally, me and Ty get to walk ourselves to the service. Oh, they also give you a first-time guest gift bag. Oh, yeah, as soon as you got there. Which is smart on their part because it lets everyone in the congregation know it's your first time. So they're extra nice to you. Yeah, it's like a flag. Sales. On your, yeah, exactly. All about sales. And then after that, after the service, we leave. Everybody says hi to us, whatever. And sure enough, I mean, we get a handwritten postcard for each one of our kids and a, a letter for me and Talia. 
and I'm sure it's like a template, but still nice touch. Yeah. A letter to us with a free coffee from their cafe. Yep. And so, you know, some people might say, well, isn't that just a little overkill? Isn't that, you know, churches shouldn't be doing things like that. They're trying to persuade you to come. Well, yes, they are. They want more people in their church. That's what a good church does. Yeah. They want to bring people in. And again, they can't say, we care about you. This is how they show that they care. Part of sales. You want to show your client, your customer, um, that you care about them and you care about your product. And so one of the ways you do that is you reach out to people, you follow up with them, you make sure you have constant contact mm -hmm. with them so that when they go and they think about, well, honey, we've been to five churches. Which one do you think we should go to? Well, that one church, they really reached out to us a lot. They must really care. We should go there. Mm -hmm. Bam, sold. Yeah, I think that this they did a very good job of doing that. I think they really showed that even if they didn't care, they at least act like they did. <laughs> <laughs> and the people there really did act like they, they did care. So it's, and it's a lot harder for churches. Churches are tough. Yeah. Churches and multi-level marketing, two really hard things yeah. to sell people into. And um, you can't just give like, here's a coupon, half off the price of heaven, you know? <laughs> admission to heaven you know can't do that right so yeah a little bit tough but i love the way that they did that so look at that follow-up strategy look at it. it's all about sales all about sales you're like what are you selling you know you're selling salvation you're selling uh godly uh principles you're selling a uh, relationship community. relationship with god a community to belong to whatever and uh all good things yeah so how about college you're like what do you why would i what does that mean sell myself into college right here's how you did it uh, you told a college you got good grades because you got them. Took work, <laughs> hard work, dedication to get good grades. Unless you're one of them guys that don't study and get perfect grades and you suck. But <laughs> a curve breaker. But, hey, you want to get into a good college here in Virginia, or Virginia Tech, a University of Virginia, UVA, um, things like that. It, it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, any uh, well, that, uh, community college can get in, no problem. But you literally have to prove, I am smart. I do – some of them, it's ridiculous, right? It's well, like, you have to have like, I'm like, community service. Yeah, I'm a community service. I do. I got a 4.18 GPA. I don't even know how you get over 4.0 anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, GPA. I also teach a Sunday school. Here's a freaking letter of recommendation from everybody I ever knew. It's like you're really selling yourself to show that I am the best candidate to be in this place. Yep. Even the scholarship's even worse, right? If you want a scholarship, you're trying to say, I am the best candidate to get this money that all these other people want. Yep. All these people want that free money to go to college. I am the best person for it. I am the best salesman because I have to do that, right? Yep. Um, so you're still like, well, I still don't believe that sales is an everything. Um, you sell yourself for a job, right? Mm -hmm. On the job interview, you come dressed nicely. If you don't, you're doing it wrong, just FYI, but you want to dress nicely for your interview. That presents that you care about your appearance, which means that you hopefully will translate into you caring about the company that you're going to work for. You bring your resume, which should have all of your best things you've done, you know, at different jobs. And which is a sales letter, which is a sales letter. It says, this is everything about me. That's great. And this is why you should hire me. Yep. Sales. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can translate into selling an actual product as well. You know, having information printed out 
saying this is my product this is why it's great especially if you can't meet with the purchaser of the product you want to leave something so that they know who to contact they don't just say oh yeah some guy named Joe dropped by um, I think I got his number right I'm not really sure and the business owner or the purchasing manager is never gonna call you yeah present them with the information that will guide them back to you yeah there's nothing more important in sales um, we talk about interviews but uh, in actual sales and practice, uh, everybody hates doing it because then you can see how bad they are. You know, I used to hate when teachers called on me to read because then everybody would really know I'm an idiot. I can't, <laughs> can't read out loud and save my life, but eventually I could, but I hate doing that. Right. Right. But the best thing for sales is, um, practice talking to, uh, doing, uh, what do you call them? Back and forth, uh, role play, basically role play. Yeah. Role play sales pitches back and forth to each other. So, okay. You be it the jerk business owner, I'll be the guy, I'll sell to you, blah, blah, blah. And it always makes me remember this great quote that a guy named Matt Grotewald said, and I'm sure he got it from somebody else, but I'll give him credit. Uh, Private practice predicts public performance. That's really hard to say five times, right? <laughs> Private practice predicts public performance. So what you do in private will show how good you are in person, right? Out loud in front of everybody else. The more you look, if you you know, practice with the guy in the mirror, the better you're going to be in, you know, with the crowd. Don't even got to look at them like they're naked. You just, or you're ready, right? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's like a rehearsal. Yeah. Like people who are in place, what do they do? They practice. they practice over. We had tons of friends in Maine who their kids were all in place and they would have practiced like five times a week. It was like a full-time job for a little kid. They'd practice like four or five times a week. Uh, to learn their lines, to learn their moves, to, you know, be ready for when the big day, the big curtain goes up and they have all these people staring at them. So it's the same thing in sales. You practice, practice, practice. Then when all these questions come at you, you're prepared. Yeah. I mean, just give an example of the interview process. I mean, selling yourself. I mean, what I had no background in selling whatsoever, right? Mm -hmm. I was in a, I graduated from the apprentice school here in Newport News, which is a shipbuilding, building aircraft carriers. That's what I learned, mm -hmm. right? That was my education was all in that. And I literally said, I've read all these books. I bet you I could sell advertising. Now what books did you read? Yeah, I read, well, I'll, re I'll get to that in a minute, but a ton of, I just didn't know, I didn't know what, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I literally just started feeding myself with more or less like self-improvement books up front. But then I, I knew that was all I needed to be able to interview well. That's all you need. If you need to have people skills, you can do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So if they, people see that you're just good with words, you're good with people, uh, you have good charisma, you have good body language, these things are so easy to do, and not to do in an interview. So I, when I went out to interview to sell advertising for um, a company, I guess this is all the way back in 2011, no background in it. They asked me, you know, did I like cold calling? Did I like all these things? The recruiter told me about it up front about they're gonna ask these questions. I had no clue, clue what cold calling was. Zero. None, right? And I Googled it, figured it out. I didn't know what search engine optimization was or search engine marketing. I Googled it and I, and I prepared, right? And then when they asked me, I said, yeah, I love cold calling. As soon as, I got, yeah, as soon as I got the job, literally, he shook hands, gave me the job. We went to the store and I got a book on cold calling. That's how it went. I literally had no clue. And then I learned all the verbiages of cold calling when you get people on the phone and what to say, what not to say, 
And so, I mean, even years later, I still figured out what not to say. That said some dumb stuff. <laughs> um, but literally, that's how I figured it out. I yeah. just, I had the charisma. I sold myself as somebody that could figure the stuff out quickly. That was understood the mentor protege uh, process, you know, and how, you know, what you need, you need that to get anywhere in life when it comes to finding somebody that's gone through the landmines. You want to go follow where he stepped, right? Yep. So that's, uh, yeah, I literally got a job and I was end up being number one in sales for like three years for that company, even yep. though I had no clue what I was doing. Well, technically up front, I didn't. I'd figure it out though. Uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, private practice predicts a public <laughs> performance. There you go. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the books that you have read? The ones oh, yeah. that, the top three that you think would help other people that helped you the most. These are pretty simple books and I really do enjoy them. And I read this first one like a million times and it was written back, gosh, like in the depression era, like that mm -hmm. far. It was a, a guy named Frank Bedker wrote a book called how I sold my, oh, gosh, I always mess this one up. Was it? How I, raise yeah, how I raised myself from failure to success in sales or in selling, actually. And he wrote this back, I think it was the 20s, Jeez. you know, selling life insurance. But he showed all the instances where he went the extra mile to get the sale. And he just kind of went through all the different sales he got. And he ended up being this huge sales guy back then. In a book that was almost 100 years old when I read it, it's still, sales principles don't change, right? Success doesn't change. So you literally just follow what they did and you'll get the same result. Um, you know, obviously technology changes, but not principles, mm -hmm. right? So that's all I did is follow what they did. And I read that book all the time because it was just a, a lot of different instances that this guy was in and how he sold to different people. And I figured if I'm going to be with 10, 20 business owners a week, I need to figure out all these different instances that could come up yep. and a way to shock, jive, rotate, pivot, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. Second one was John Maxwell. I read like everything John Maxwell. He's a huge, oh, he sold a kajillion books and yep. he's written a kabillion books. And literally this guy is a, a walking quote factory. Yeah, That's all this guy real. is. Right. And uh, he wrote a book called failing forward. We talked about that in an episode a long time ago. I think about all the quotes, I think it was called. Um, but either way, um, same thing. We actually thing. did an episode called failing forward. Oh, we did. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 49 later. I don't remember that. Uh, failing forward. Literally the whole book is about how to fail forward. How literally you, you know, your failures actually can lead to success and not quitting perseverance. Things we're talking about the sales, the life of sales is how you get to success by failing forward, not failing backwards, not falling backwards, failing forward. So yeah, John Maxwell failing forward is a great book. And the last one was, and this one's a very quick read. You can read this thing in like 30 minutes, go for no, right? And it's called go for the, go for no, Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. And it's written by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton. Uh, great book. And the reason why I love it is because it got it gets you thinking outside the box. And you're not when you're going when you're trying to get yeses. You want everybody to keep saying yes, yes, yes. That's it. it wouldn't. It's not reality. Stuff doesn't happen like that. You don't call twenty people to set up appointments with them to get you know talk to them about your security alarm systems or your advertising, whatever heck else you got, you don't call 20 of them and get 20 appointments. Does not happen. Period. Case closed. Doesn't matter if you're Grant Cardone or, you know, anybody. Steve Jobs. You're not going to get 20 people to say yes to you, right? The whole point of this book was literally, if you learn your numbers, you could actually set a no goal 
So if I'm going to say, I'm going to get 50 people to tell me no today, because out of that 50, I know that every 10 of them are going to say yes, and I'll have five new appointments or five sales or whatever it is. Right. So I'm going to make sure that not, I don't go, okay, I got five appointments. I'm done for the day. I'm going to go, I'm going to get 50 no's and hopefully I get lucky and get 10, you know, appointments for the day. That's how that works. So easy read is probably like 60 pages. Uh, go for no is a great book. Yep. I think I even read that one. Yeah. Even tell you, that's how easy it is. Tell you doesn't read, doesn't like reading books. So, I mean, I think we definitely got to get her on Audible or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio books. I know people love audio books. I just, um, whatever. feels good when you have it in your hand and read it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, we've covered a lot. We've, I hope that we've proven to you that sales, life is all about sales. Everything in life is connected to sales. Now, try not to be offended when people are selling you. People yeah. get so mad when they feel like, oh, you're trying to sell me. Yes. Life is about sales. They are trying to sell you on something, yeah. you know, whether it's you're at a restaurant and they're, you know, when the hostess or the waitress come to your table and they say, you should try our blah, 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 signature dish. They're trying to sell you on something you probably haven't tried yet. So don't be offended because people are trying to sell you. Understand that that's just part of life. Yeah, I mean, it's everything about life. I mean, there is no nothing without sales. Um, I mean, selling, selling your spouse to get out of debt, right? You have to say, why all the good things? Here's what we're going to do when we get out of debt. We're going to buy a house. We're going to buy this car. We're going to go on these vacations. But we can't right now because we can't afford to. Right. That's so powerful to think about little things like that that make such a big difference, right? Um, like me and Ty went and looked at the house that we were going to build today. <laughs> and that was like selling ourselves to say like, day gone this house is actually really nice and we never saw it we were going to build it sight unseen and we decided not to and man it was really like an eye-opening thing today just same thing i went there to get motivated right yeah because i want to learn because i mean me and ty do nothing but sell all day long but this was something to motivate us to to get there right yeah and maybe we'll want to buy that house next year. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think I want to move ever again, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know, I want you to keep in mind all of the tips, the nuggets, everything that we dropped along the way through this episode. We talked about, you know, getting out of your comfort zone was another thing. Yeah. You know, making sure that you're stretching yourself. So have you ever seen a guy with a girl and you're like, how did he get her? <laughs> well, you know what? He sold and he sold and he sold. And then he decided to step out of his comfort zone and go for the gold. And he actually got it because he was so good at sales that she bought it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what was that movie? Hitch. Hitch. Yeah. I mean, that was all about that. It's right? all about sales. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so presenting See, she, your she's best talking year. about me and her. That's what she's talking no, about. No, I am not. Oh, no, just to give I'm you not. an idea, I, was, I wasn't, I was actually really good shape when we got <laughs> together. I could bench press a dump truck, <laughs> you know what? And uh, yeah, much better qualities back then. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my gosh. You're yeah. So crazy. Well, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, look at me. I'm five foot nine. Talia is six foot tall. Right. True. I am a pudgy Pudgy. Well, back then You're I wasn't. Stocky, back honey. then I was stocky. Now I'm just fat. But <laughs> back then, you know, like I said, like just that that size difference, three inches taller. That's it. Took a lot of for me to like say. I, I told my brother, I got I got no interest in that girl. She's too dang on tall. <laughs> but you know what? Tayo's good at sales. 
She sold herself to come over there one night and play cards, didn't yeah, she? The rest Another is story. <laughs> All right. So make sure you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Comfortable comfort zone is never comfortable, right? No, it will not feel good. It, you'll be nervous. You'll be scared. But once you get past that point, you'll have a new comfort zone. And so something else to overcome. Um, give people a reason to buy in to whatever it is, whether it's a concept, whether it's a product, whether it's you, whether it's a church, give them a reason to buy in, tell them a story. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like MLMs, right? Multi-level right. marketing. Literally you're not, you know, uh, just take a company like an herbal life, whatever they sell, but health and wellness products, they sell right. beauty products, they sell all these different things and they, I don't know what they do. I'm sure billions of dollars in sales. Right. But what, what are their independent business owners doing? They are selling the actual dream, the, the financial independence, the, um, you know, the safety net of income, right? They don't sell products. They sell the dream. Right. Right. Which makes you buy in to the products. Exactly. And now are they good products? I'm sure they're great. I mean, why wouldn't they be right? They're, you know, whatever they're going to sell them, they got to be good. But, and then people believe in them too. And people probably buy them every month. But the, literally, you know, bar soap doesn't make me excited. Yeah. You know? Unless I'm like really, really dirty. <laughs> but really, I'm just, I, you know, like when we looked into multi-level marketing years ago, or when we were involved, never got anywhere, but we were always talked about, hey, we're going to go take a trip to Peter Island in the British Virgin Islands. And we're going to take that helicopter. We're going to listen to uh, the streets with no names by U2. Mm -hmm. We're going to cross it. And we're going to go across the Virgin Gorda and look over St. Thomas and we're going to land on that Island. And we drew the picture out. We could see it in our mind. And that was what we wanted. We didn't want to sell, you know, health and wellness products or vitamins. We wanted the dream. We right. wanted the financial independence. We wanted just to wake up in the morning and have a deep breath and smell bacon. That's what we wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. Never got there, but now it pushed and we learned so much of that, that we now have several businesses that make us money every month. Because we learned entrepreneurship, we learned chasing a dream. Yep. And you know, the other big thing, don't forget, follow up. We talked about that when we talked about the churches. Follow up is so key because you could be right on the tip of someone's mind and all you have to do is pick up the call, pick up the phone and say, Hey, I was just thinking about you. I wanted to check in, see, you know, if you had any questions for me, if we can meet up, I'd love to get you signed up because I know I can help you. Yeah. Something as simple as that could be the difference between you getting a sale and you not someone visiting your church and someone not coming back for the second time, the guy calling you back and you know, or texting you back or whatever, and you not getting a second date. It could be the, the biggest difference maker for the entire sale of whatever you're trying to sell. Right. Mm -hmm. And then charisma and passion. Nobody wants to date a guy who's boring. Sorry. That's not true. No, it's true. <laughs> if you're, you know, what do they call it? They call them womanizers, but what's in the opposite? Man, manonizers? <laughs> Beat up on a man? I, I don't know what that is. You know, like a man I womanizer. Mean, I, I yeah, know what that. that is, but I don't know what a man is. I know, manonizer. What, what's the word for that? Like, the guy, never mind. Yeah. We have mind. friends that are like that. Oh, moving on. Um, so charisma and passion. When you're selling a product, people want to see your excitement. You come into a store and they're like, yeah, so we have these amazing toothbrushes. They're just great. 
You're yeah. like, what? Yeah. But if you come in and they say, you have to check this out. Watch. If you put this toothbrush on this piece of corn, it just vibrates all the dirt out of it. You say, oh my gosh, it is amazing. I think I have to have when one. have you ever seen that? I saw a video on video my Facebook. Corn? Yes. yes, they took corn and they put oh coffee grounds God. on the cracks of the corn. And they took a regular toothbrush and they brushed it and it was still stuck in the cracks of the corn. Oh then they took God. this other toothbrush and they put it on there and brushed and all the the coffee flakes came out. FYI, we, we've switched to a like fancy old pants toothbrush and twelve dollar fifty cent charcoal toothpaste, and my teeth aren't any whiter. <laughs> Actually, they look more like the corn now. <laughs> that was really what they're telling you. Like, hey, use this subliminal message. Your teeth still gonna be yellow. <laughs> but sales. Yes. So charisma <laughs> and passion. Be excited about whatever it is that you're selling, whether it's Gosh. you, whether it's a product, be excited. Who was it with the Billy Mays back in the day? He did all the infomercials, yeah. right? The Shamwell guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was like, I couldn't believe they're setting that hood on fire. It doesn't <laughs> even affect it because of the fancy wax. You know? <laughs> I used to, I was, I remember watching this like as far back as when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I was probably like Chase's age, like eight years old. And I'm sitting there like for hours, like, I can't <laughs> believe it. They just shot this like car with like a water, you know, a water hose, like for firefighting thing. It didn't do anything because all the, you know, the, all the water just falls off because of that wax. I could not believe it. And then literally sets it on fire, does not mess up the car. That's, that's called salesmanship. Yes. So. <laughs> all right, guys, if you're done, honey. I think we're been done for like two hours. Well, we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. We hope that you got the tips from the episode and that you will go and sell yourself, sell your yeah. product and sell your organization, make your, yourself known and uh, get some sales. Yeah. Just, I mean, really all this episode was for outside of comic relief is like giving, making you aware that it's true. You're selling and everything you're doing every day. You're selling yourself, right? If you want to sell yourself as a nice person, smile. Yeah. Say hi. You know, and nothing makes it me more mad than holding a door for somebody. They don't say thank you, but I keep doing it because that's who I am. I sell myself as a nice guy because I am. Right. Um, but literally just selling yourself is probably more important than anything else. Right. right? Uh, waking up in the morning, uh, thanking God that you're alive, that you made another day sales, you know, you're selling yourself that today's gonna be a good day. Everything I put, what do we say all the time? You know, everything I put my hand to prospers, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the head, not the tail. We, we used to do all these Bible quotes. Yep. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. We used to say stuff to us all the time to sell ourselves, to get ourselves in the mindset to go out there and conquer the day. Yep. Maybe we need to do that more often. I think we will. I know. forgot <laughs> about that stuff. But either way, we love you guys. We hope you guys got something from this. Um, sell yourself today. Sell yourself. It's going to be a great day. Sell, you know, be aware that everything you're doing is making a difference, one in good or bad. So um, hit the subscribe button. Please leave us a five-star review if you can. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, so whatever you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have a productive day.